We want to thank AFB International for sponsoring this podcast. AFB is the premier supplier of palatins to pet food companies worldwide, offering off-the-shelf and custom solutions and services that make pet food, treats, and supplements taste great. Hello and welcome to Trending Pet Food, the industry podcast where we cover all the latest hot topics and trends in pet food. I'm your host and editor of Pet Food Industry Magazine, Lindsay Beaton, and I'm here today with Dr. Michelle Dulake, co-founder and CEO of Fair Pets, Inc. Hi, Dr. Dulake, and welcome. Hi, Lindsay. I'm so happy to be here. In case you're not familiar with Dr. Dulake or Farrah Pets, here's what you need to know. As a veterinarian and acupuncturist, Dr. Dulake searched high and low for effective supplements for her furry patients, but was shocked when she was unable to find premium options that she felt comfortable recommending. She realized big corporations were producing less than mediocre formulas, and she knew she had to make a change. Farrah Pets combines high-quality ingredients, correct dosages, and a combination of Eastern and Western medicines to offer a new standard for pet supplements. Farrah Pets is an AAPI and woman-founded brand of all-natural pet supplements that offers the highest amount of active ingredients on the market. The company is making a splash in the pet industry and was acquired by General Mills in late 2023. Dr. Dulake's passion for pet supplements and knowledge of the space, as well as her veterinary expertise and her company's recent acquisition by General Mills, are all why I've brought her on today to answer this question. What is happening in the pet supplement space, and what does it mean that the big players are buying in? Now, <laughs> Dr. Dulake, I want to start by talking about how Farrah Pets came to be and what potential you saw as co-founder in the pet supplement space that made you want to get involved yourself instead of continuing the search for an existing supplement? Ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a vet. I loved animals. My parents said even when I was walking on the street as a five-year-old, there would be like a German shepherd growling at me and I would still want to go over there and hug the dog. I was always obsessed with pets. And so I went into the veterinary field because I love pets. I want them to be healthy. I like to see them thrive. And so when I became a vet, a lot of my pet parents always ask me for what's the best food to feed? What's the best supplements? And so I actually turned to holistic medicine and I got my acupuncture license after vet school and I started doing acupuncture and seeing really great results. And a lot of those pet parents asked me, are there supplements? Are there herbs that we can give in conjunction with the acupuncture that you're doing? So that's when I looked at the supplement space and I said, there's not that many supplements out here that have a mixture of Eastern and Western ingredients. We've seen it for hundreds of years that Eastern medicine does work. But in vet school, you're taught to really look at Western medicine, prescription medications, things like that. And so I thought, why can't we have this mixture where we can use both therapies to really help the pets thrive? I didn't see anything that had effective dosing, that had ingredients that were innovative and also clean with no filler formulas. So I reached out to my good friend, Emily. We have been friends for over 25 years. We've always talked about doing something in the pet space because we love pets so much. And she was actually working for another pet company doing sourcing logistics. And so we decided let's just join forces and just create a formula that we truly believe in, that we feel can make a difference for our pets and see what happens. So we started Farah in 2017. I was still working in the vet clinics. 
She still had her day job. We started to see momentum. We came out with our first supplement. It was a hip and joint supplement because that's what I thought I had to create to get into the pet supplement space. And it was a soft shoe. And after we launched it, I said, this just doesn't feel true to what I truly believe in. With soft shoes, there's inactive ingredients. You have to make sure that the ingredients combine together. And so we kind of switched our path. And I said, I want really clean ingredients. We mainly have powders and capsules and oils. And it really resonated with some of our pet parents. People are looking for clean formulas that may be flavorless or less allergenic ingredients that were really effective. And we had more and more people start to use our products. We came out with the first probiotic that had a prebiotic in it, and that was also USD organic. And that's kind of when we realized we are onto something. People were really looking at our products and saying they're seeing a difference in their pet. And I truly believed at that time, probiotics is going to be big because the gut is connected to everything in the body. You eat something, it can affect your mood. You eat something, it can affect your liver. Everything is connected to the gut and you have 70% of your immune system that's in the gut. So really focusing on probiotics was a big part of our plan too. And so I decided to create Thera just to really make a difference. And because I saw a gap in the market and at that time it wasn't because I saw the pet supplement space as being this huge industry, this huge segment. I didn't even know at that time. I was just a vet. As time went on, I realized, okay, this is actually a great space. People are really starting to care about what they're giving their pets, not only food-wise, but what else they're giving their pets on top of that. In 2020, obviously we had COVID and I actually just found out that I was pregnant with my second kid. And I remember going into the clinics and this was right when the shutdown happened and we're essential workers. And so I went into the clinics and I remember masks weren't in effect yet. And I got coughed on and just some background. I previously had a miscarriage. I was very anxious. And I remember thinking, okay, I think I'm just going to work from home and I'm going to dive into fair full time and focus on e-commerce and just take a break from working in clinics during COVID. And so I did that. And E-commerce did really well in 2020 and 2021. We became extremely busy. It became a full-time job, even two, three times what a full-time job would be. And we realized, okay, we're just going all in now. So 2020 was the year where we both quit our day jobs. We went all in and we really started to grow. We came out with two products a year. I custom formulate everything. I look at all the ingredients. I talk to the suppliers. I talk to the manufacturers. Everything is custom formulated to make sure that it's the best product for the pets. And everything that I do formulate is based off of the cases that I see in vet hospitals. It's not like I'm just making random formulas that I think are going to work. People are coming into the vet hospital. They're seeing these different issues. And I'm saying, how can I treat this issue with a more natural holistic approach? So that's how the actual products themselves came about. As we continue to grow, we thought we really need the help. It's just the two of us for the first five years. And so we finally had our first investor came on. We weren't really looking for investors. We were still profitable. Just the two of us, we were just bootstrapping everything, reinvesting it. We were profitable every year. And so we weren't really looking for investors at that time. But when one came up to us, we said, it's perfect. It's a woman investor. She really believes in us. And so we brought in her in 2022. And that allowed us to hire a team and really take Farrah to the next level. In 2023, the following year, we actually had our first booth 
ever at a trade show at Global Pet in 2023. And that's actually when we met the 301 Inc. General Mills team. They approached us there. And so how that happened was at Global Pet, we weren't really looking for investors, but also very open to talking to investors. Lots of investors that walk the floor at Global Pet. So if you do have a pet product, I definitely recommend having a booth at Global Pet. So when they initially reached out to us, it was their 301 Inc. team, which is their minority investment team. And so initially we thought, okay, we'll talk to you as we're talking to other investors and really got to know the 301 Inc. team. They were very warm. We really enjoyed talking to them. But at the same time, we knew it was General Mills. And so as a small company, we didn't really know what to expect from this big corporation. Yes, they have Blue Buffalo. They have all these cereals. They have nine brands that are making over a billion dollars. We're this small startup thinking, what do they really want from us? So I think that I came in very hesitantly in the beginning. Getting to know them, I realized very quickly that we had very similar values, actually. And so I enjoyed talking to them. They continued to reach out. And then we actually got introduced to their gold medal venture arm. And gold medal ventures is a new arm for them that buys companies 100% or majority. They said, we love your brand so much that we actually would like to introduce you to the gold medal venture arm. We would really like to acquire you completely and have you fully under the General Mills family. So again, very hesitant because I wasn't looking to sell. If it was like a private equity firm, I definitely would have said no. It just wasn't the time for us. But because it was General Mills and after getting to know them and their company values, I was excited to learn that we did share similar visions and our values were very much aligned. They were looking for a company that was either vet founded or was heavily influenced by veterinarians. And I think being women founded was a cherry on top for them as I came to realize how much they do raise women up internally in their organization. And they were looking for a company that does everything the right way, I guess you would say. Not only were vet approved, because on a lot of pet supplement labels, it says vet approved, but we're actually vet created and vet formulated as I have the vet resources to really make sure that the dosing is accurate and effective. And I think we stay up to date on human supplement trends and I closely follow that and make sure that we're using any innovative and effective ingredients that are out there on the human side and translate that to the pet side. Also, safety and compliance is obviously a must. And so we are NASC members and we have undergone rigorous audits by the National Animal Supplement Council, NASC, and we bear the NASC seal on all of our products. So that's something that they were definitely looking for. We're also very transparent. Transparency is a part of our identity. And on our website, we share where all of our ingredients are sourced. We have the COA lookup tool where customers can type in their lot number on the bottle to have visibility on all of our third-party testing for safety and potency. We are also a brand that's passionate about environmental and sustainability, which we have at the forefront of every business decision that we make. We are accredited members of the Pet Sustainability Coalition, and we published our first impact report last year. And then in return, PSC named us a top performer for 2023. So these are all things that they were very intrigued by. And I think lastly, most importantly, they wanted founders who were just truly passionate about keeping pets healthy, you know, focusing on longevity so that pets can live their lives to the fullest. And so I think that they could really see how authentic our story was and why we actually started this company to really make a positive impact in this space and not just start a pet supplement brand because we knew it was going to be a good space that had 
tremendous growth. And so it felt like a truly natural fit to become part of the General Mills family. And so far, it's been a really wonderful experience so far. We can talk again in a year and we'll see where we're at. <laughs> but it's been really great so far. There's so much that's fascinating to me about you co-founding Pets and then how it grew. Even though you didn't do it consciously, it kind of grew alongside the growth in the pet supplement space as pet owners are becoming more aware of their own pet's health. And then when you decided to go all in right at covid when there was a huge spike in everybody sort of obsessing over their own health and then being home with their pets and maybe starting to obsess a little bit about their pet's health as well. And then your combination of Western and Eastern ideas and looking at what was already there and going, you know what, I think there's more to this. I think I can look somewhere else for some additional influence. So I want to talk a little bit, we're going to talk more about General Mills, but I want to get back to Farah pre-General Mills. What experience did you have with Eastern medicine prior to deciding to integrate it into Farah Pets? And what were some of the top things you were looking for, maybe on the human side of Eastern medicine that you thought would translate really well to incorporate into pet nutrition? You know, growing up, half Asian, I definitely was introduced to herbs as a child. And so had Emily, she's Chinese American. And we both had been exposed to acupuncture, Chinese herbs, things that not really many Westerners, I guess, would have in their therapies as they were going on a healing journey. So I think for me, it was definitely acupuncture was big in my life. And so when I decided to do that for pets, it just really came full circle. When I actually saw, I remember a patient distinctly, I had a patient that was three years old and it fell off, it fell downstairs and her name was Lila and she became paralyzed in the back legs and her owner really could not afford doing surgery, having back surgery, and she was going to euthanize. And I said, no, we really need to try and see if we can help her in a different way. So I said, let's just do acupuncture. Let's do acupuncture for a couple of months and see if we can get her to even have movement in her back leg. And so we started to do acupuncture three times a week and go down to two times a week with Western medicine. We had to use it with a little bit of a steroid. And in three months, she was walking again. And the owner was just in disbelief. I just knew that we need to start incorporating Eastern medicine in the vet space, but you just don't learn it in vet school. You just learn to use drugs. And so I think that it was just really important to me that why not use something that's been around for centuries in other countries to really help pets. We're always looking to know how do we make sure that our pets are comfortable? How do we make sure that they live longer? And this to me was just a no brainer. It was kind of shocking that I didn't see anything in the market that had both. And so when I started doing acupuncture, it was like kind of the turning point for me when I, I knew that I had to incorporate it in some way into the pet space. And the one way that I could was herbal supplements. And so a big trend that I saw on the human side that was starting to grow was mushrooms. I'm a huge believer in mushrooms. We do have an organic mushroom blend and each mushroom has its own benefits. And when you combine them together, they have a positive effect on all the body systems, liver, respiratory, brain, any body system. Mushrooms are a huge benefit. 
And they're adaptogens. So they basically adapt to kind of find in your body, where are the issues and how do we help that part of the body? And so our mushroom blend actually resonates hugely in Asia. We have a huge Asian market for our mushroom blend. But also here, I've been getting tremendous feedback about our mushroom blend. Yesterday, I was at the Western Veterinary Conference and I was walking by a booth and a veterinary stopped me. And she said, oh, do you remember me? We did a relief ship once. And I was like, oh yeah, and it's so nice to see you. And she said, I just want you to know that I have a dog, a pit bull that gets mast cell tumors every month and I have to biopsy it and I have to surgically remove it. And so I was really looking for a natural way to help maybe prevent the mast cell tumors. So I looked at your supplement line and I found your mushroom blend. And ever since I started using your mushroom blend, my dog has not gotten one mast cell tumor. And she said, I thank you so much for creating this supplement. And we were both got teary eyed. And I said, these are the stories that I love to hear because we need to have this different type of therapy in veterinary clinics. I'm trying to do it, me as a solo vet, I'm trying to like get the word out there. And there are other holistic vets out there, but I think it's just really important to raise awareness that we should be using a combination of both Eastern and Western therapies. Does your interest in nutrition stem from the same type of place? Because you seem like a veterinarian who is just very, and I'm assuming the majority of veterinarians are this way, you just very much care about your patients and you very much want them to live their best lives. And you want as many tools in your toolbox as possible. And so you're willing to go outside the traditional path of what you might have learned in vet school or what the majority might be working with to find pretty much anything if you think it has merit and might do something for your pets just to add it to your toolbox so that you have something else to work with. And I know nutrition isn't necessarily the biggest focus in vet school. I know you take a couple courses. I'm not sure what it's like these days, but I know that it wasn't a huge track or anything necessarily in vet school. So did your interest in really focusing on nutrition to the point where you figured out how to formulate supplements for the pet space, did that all come from the same sort of thing? Or have you always been interested in pet nutrition as a tangent alongside your veterinary interest? I think it definitely came alongside when I started to do the acupuncture too, and looking at different herbs on the human side. You're right. In vet school, we don't have much focus on nutrition. The two things that stood out to me is we don't have much focus on nutrition and we don't have much focus on dentistry, but we talk about dental issues and nutrition all the time when you're working. That is a shocker to me, and it definitely needs to be changed in vet schools. But I think with nutrition, a diet is balanced to make sure that you survive. But I'm making supplements to really make sure that pets thrive. You can't really address certain body systems with just a diet, their basic food. Your pet has cardiac issues. Okay, well, here's some taurine and CoQ10 to actually give on top of that to help that. Okay, your dog has maybe immune issues. Okay, add some mushrooms in on top of that. You know, I think the basic diet is obviously a necessary and it's just basic, but I think adding in these supplements on top of that, I think is definitely the future of all pets as it should be for humans and pets because you just can't fit everything and all these herbs and everything like that into a regular diet. So I'm just very excited about the supplement space and all the products that are going to be coming out. And there's always new ingredients. It just makes me very excited about the space. And I think that's pretty well-founded because there's so much going on in the space right now. And I think it says something about the space that 
the big players are sniffing around and going, you know what, this probably has some legs and this might be something we want to throw some money behind. And obviously, case in point, General Mills coming in and being like, hey, the supplement space, that might be a good call for us. Let's see what's out there. What does this kind of acquisition mean for Farrah Pets in particular? Because obviously General Mills comes in with money and resources and probably a lot of potential for you guys to grow further. So what was really the decision point and the opportunities that you now have with backing from somebody like this? As I was saying before, I wasn't really looking to sell the company at that time. We were just shy of six years. But I think the more that I talked to General Mills and the vision that they had for all their brands, but for us was that they wanted to see our products in the homes of every house in America and on the shelves. And we were going to be a generational brand that was going to live on way past my time. And because I've seen them do that with other brands... I just thought, okay, I created Farah, and I believe in it so much that even if it's not going to be completely mine anymore, I do feel that they are the ones that can help me take it to the next level and really reach the audiences that I want to. Because at the end of the day, I didn't do it for the money. I really did it because I wanted to better the lives of all animals. I think when they truly believed in us and said, you guys are going to be a generational brand, I just thought, okay, I think this is who I want to work with. They believe in us. Everything lined up. And so I think at the point that I was at too, yes, we had a couple employees, but I knew that we needed a big partner to really get us to the next level. Ever since I founded Farah, I was always so excited about the product development side of the business. It's always what excites me. I love learning and reading the papers of how effective things are and really making the final product and doing palatability testing. Everything with product development it is what excites me. But then obviously when we first started, I realized, okay, in order to actually make this thing work, I have to learn how to market the products and sell them to reach the broader audiences so that we could continue to grow, you know? And I wouldn't say now that I'm like a marketing expert, but I have learned a lot over the past seven years. In order to grow, I had to start like an influencer marketing program on Instagram. And then I helped oversee Amazon agencies. And my co-founder always jokes that I could start my own Amazon agency because that's how deep I am in the process of it all. But I like, you know, oversee Google ads and Facebook ads and email and all these chewy promos and all this stuff. I've learned it all, but it's not what really excites me. I really want to get back to the product development side of things. And so I think with the help of General Mills, not only do I have the resources from their internal team, which is amazing, and they have this team called EBCO, Emerging Brands Center of Excellence, and they're a fantastic group of people. Each person has a specialty. One person focuses on product development. One person focuses on supply chain. Another focuses on brand design. So they have so many different people internally that can help us with all the different hats that I wear. They're also going to help us hire a team and obviously funding and all that stuff. But I think I'm the most excited about expanding our team even more so that I can focus back on the things that I'm truly passionate about, which is creating the products and creating more content so I can reach more audiences and educate pet parents. I think there's so much confusion out there, especially on social media of what food to feed and what's toxic. And there's just a lot of confusion. And so I've told them from the beginning, I want to focus back on the products. I want to make the content to really educate pet parents about nutrition and ingredients and about diseases and Eastern medicine, Western medicine, and give back to the pet parents so that they can really focus on their pet's well-being. And I want to promote longevity for all these pets. So for me, it was the turning point of, okay, do I want to continue growing slowly and 
really focusing on marketing and all the aspects that I'm not really passionate about, or if I go with them, they're going to allow me to build a team and give me the resources so I can really go back and focus on what I truly enjoy. And so that was a big decision maker for me. Now you said the magic word educate, and I love a good education conversation. So what I'm interested in is what are pet owners going to veterinarians with in terms of questions about supplements? Is it a lot of very 101 stuff? Are they transposing what they know about the human supplements that they take? Or do they have completely off the wall questions at this point? I think it definitely depends on the pet parent. And I think a lot of the times pet parents that are more open to supplements, they're already taking the supplements themselves. So they're usually more familiar with certain ingredients. But I would say that in the vet clinic, I think that people are asking more about, is it safe to take this supplement with this drug and things like that? But they will bring in some bogus questions sometimes. And just, I saw this on TikTok and I saw this from this pet person that's not even a vet. And then they said to do this. And so there are a lot of things out there that need to be addressed. And I know a lot of vets actually out there that are already trying to do this. They have their platforms on social media and they are trying to get accurate information out there, but I think it's hard and I think it just takes time. And the pet parent also has to be willing to listen to different vets and see kind of like, what is the overall consensus? There's a lot of information out there where even vets can't agree on raw food, fresh food. There's so many topics that are controversial. So it's a very confusing time for the pet parent, I think, out there. And I'm just looking forward to when I will have the time to start doing those education sessions. So we're already kind of talking about it. So I think this is a good transition into the future of Farrah Pets and what you're most looking forward to. We've talked about what you're looking forward to personally, but for the business of Farrah Pets and for the supplement space in general, what does it mean that these kind of acquisitions are happening and investors are this interested in the supplement space? What do you expect to see in 2024 and what are you most looking forward to seeing happen? So for 2024, we have pretty high growth goals for us. And if you look at the pet space, over 70% of pet supplement buyers, they're online. And so that was another reason why General Mills also liked us because we are like 90% e-commerce. We haven't really focused on retail at all. I think the online space is definitely where we are focusing on. And the growth of the space is definitely going to be more e-commerce and watching what brands really prevail online this next year is going to be interesting. I think for Fair Ourselves, again, I'm really into the product side of things. And so we actually have four new products that we're coming out with this year. We have a Collagen Plus, which collagen is very trending on the human side, but for pets, collagen helps many different body systems. And so we have a Collagen Complete where we have five different types of collagen in one powder. We have a whole food multivitamin, mainly because we wanted a multivitamin that didn't use synthetic vitamins because whole foods are more bioavailable. So we have that coming out. We have a postbiotics product coming out just to really complement our pre and probiotic powder that's already out there. So our postbiotic has organic herbs that also help with the gut wall integrity to really make sure that the gut is working optimally. And then I'm most excited about we have a balm coming out. And the reason why I'm excited about this is one, it's kind of our first step in the topical space and we may expand further into the topical space, but 
the reason why I chose to create this balm is because I found a probiotic strain that actually had clinical studies around improving hotspots, canine atopic dermatitis. So again, you can kind of see when I see an ingredient, I kind of create a product around that ingredient. And so this probiotic can be used topically. And I said, okay, what's the best way to get this probiotic onto a pet's skin? So we mixed it with all organic other herbs that you can use topically. And so it's the first balm that is USD organic that has a probiotic strain in it for that has clinical studies on the skin. So I'm very excited about that. And I had to explain this to General Mills, actually, because they were like, do you guys really want to go in the topical space? And I said, you know, when I look at body systems, I'm not looking at it as an oral vitamin. You know, we're going into a new space and we have to look at it carefully. For me, it's I'm making a supplement, whether it goes on the skin or goes in the body, and they're all helping one body system. So when I'm creating this balm, it's for the skin and coat body system. So yes, you should take fish oil for skin and coat, but then also you should use the balm when you have like hot spots and you have little irritations. And so that's just the way that I look at the supplement space is by body system and what will help that body system holistically live its best life. You know, we're also going to continue to ramp up our efforts to minimize our environmental footprint and focus on sustainable business practices. I have a really, really great team member that focuses on all our sustainability efforts. She's great. We also are going to be expanding into distribution channels that will enable us to introduce our products to new audiences and strengthen our presence out there. Because really, it's about getting in front of more pet owners. We have a very sticky customer. We have a 70% repeat purchase rate. Once people find us, they are obsessed. So it's just really about getting in front of more pet parents. And it just goes back to all the feedback that we hear from all of our customers. They just really see a positive difference. And we did a survey on customers that have used our products at least twice. One of the questions we asked was, how many of you see a positive difference in your pet after using our product for at least four weeks? And 96% of our customers said they saw a positive difference. I'm just really excited to get out there in front of more pet parents and show them these supplements work. They can help your pet live a better and healthier life. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. The pet supplement space is a hugely growing segment right now. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of investment. And there's a lot of evolution to keep track of. You know, it really has, you said back towards the beginning of the episode that you initially started with a hip and joint chew because you felt like that was what you needed to do to get into the space. I feel like we're so far beyond just a hip and joint chew now in the space that it's been really interesting to see it evolve and see what supplement companies are choosing to do. And a company like yours that's a small company, and especially with you being a veterinarian, there's just so much that you have touched on in terms of what the supplement segment is doing right now. It's just been great to talk to somebody who started a company in the space, has insights into what makes it so attractive to others looking to invest. Before we go, let's do a little plug. Where can people find more information about you and more information about Farrah Pets? If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn, Michelle Dulake. And please check us out. You know, you can go to our website, farapets.com, go to our about page. There's a founder video that shows me and my co-founder and shares our story and just check our products out. Perfect. That's it for this episode of Trending Pet Food. You can find us on petfoodindustry.com, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at Trending Pet Food Podcast. And if you want to chat or have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. 
feel free to drop me an email, podcast at petfoodindustry.com. And of course, thanks again to our sponsor, AFB International, the premier supplier of palatins to pet food companies worldwide, offering off-the-shelf and custom solutions and services that make pet food, treats, and supplements taste great. Once again, I'm Lindsay Beaton, your host and editor of Pet Food Industry Magazine, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.